You are live, tuned in to another episode of Free Game Friday. Yeah. We got a special guest. Episode 20. Episode 20. Is this it? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. You sure? Um, Is that a positive I fact? That's a real fact? Come on. Amen. Episode 20, we back. We took a little break, but we here now, and we here with a special guest. Yeah, The man. locksmith. Yeah, Come man. on. I, hey, I had to put the battery in your back. I was like, bruh, hey, what's up with them free He put the fries? battery in me. Man, he pulled up on me today, and we did a lock lift session. Yeah. Rode, rode around and freestyle. Then we did an interview after. That was mm-hmm. really dope. After the interview, I was like, man, I got so many questions about just the era you came up in, yeah. pre-streaming and, yep. and everything. So, man. That's what this free game Friday gonna be dedicated to. Yes, sir. Let's get it, man. Man, so uh, in the car, you was telling us how back then when your record get played on radio, you had to get a vinyl created <laughs> for every single time. Yes. That's some new shit to us, You right? had to physically get a vinyl record play. Right. A rec- you had to get an actual record to get played in the clubs, on the radio, whatever. So Insane. you had, which was very expensive. Well, it's still expensive now, you know, but you had So to, back then, were you funded by uh, someone in particular or were y'all indie? No, so shout out to EA Ski. So EA Ski is a producer. Yep. Um, legendary obviously, legendary EA producer. Ski. So EA Ski, we end up making a record with him called What Is It? You know what I mean? And the um, record, the DJs was feeling it. You know what I mean? They was playing it like, yo, we want to play this record. So Ski, obviously being an OG in the game, was like, look, we got to get this vinyl pressed. That's the only way we're going to get it. So we took it, we paid for it out of our own pocket. I think it, I want to say the first run, it was, I think it was like 50. It might've been less, but it, I know it cost about a thousand or $700. So back then we didn't have nothing. We still right. working a regular job, but we pieced our money together, got the vinyl. Um, it was probably 30 pieces or something, 50 pieces. But the, the most expensive thing about the vinyl back then was you had to, once you made the press of it, it was cheaper to get repressed. Right. So it was like that first initial one is going to be right. like 500 off top just to create the. Still today, the, that's yeah, how that that's how it is. goes. So once we did that one, we had, to, it was just a white label. You know what I'm right. saying? Frontline, what is it? Um, and we took it to the DJs and they start playing that shit in the clubs and more people start asking for it. The record stores. So how was you getting paid off of those plays then? Okay. So you got paid from physical sales. So you could sell those vinyl. Mm. Um, so by that time, so once the DJ said they liked it and was playing in the clubs and it started getting mixed show spins on the radio. Right. So first you, you register your song with media base with media base and, um, BDS, but me, at that time, we didn't have money for no BDS account, you know what I mean, or whatever. So you, but media base, I believe, was free or it was cheap. Right. Um, so I remember going in there, you register it, so that way you can see where your record is playing. So you can see like, oh, my stuff got played on, you know, KMEL right. uh, six times this week, or it got played, you know what I'm saying? And another t- another thing is, you could report it too. Like if they didn't catch, it's like, yo, they played my song twice last night, but media base didn't catch mm. it. You could write, you could submit it, be like, hey, they played me twice. Right. Last night. And then they will go back and check it like, oh, we missed it. Hmm. So that was a way. So obviously, so then you start getting, so those songs, that particular song blew up on radio. So we were getting like 40, 50 spins a week on commercial radio, which was big. I mean, completely independent, beyond independent, like out the trunk, out the trunk, independent. And who were were you doing uh, publishing through then? ASCAP. So we Uh just registered with ASCAP. Just simple. But, But were you doing like any admin? Back then, I was you know admitting myself. 
Wow. I'm still admitting myself right now, no bro. What are you talking way. about? <laughs> yeah. No way. Bro. Because you know, like, ASCAP don't be catching all the royalties. Yeah. Like, just all over worldwide and yeah, shit. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, they got the admin companies that do it now. They do it, yeah. So back then, it wasn't, you was you was just doing all the administrative side. Bruh. We Bruh. was just, we was going on there, cr- create the account, su- submit everything, you know what I mean? You have to right. make sure that, um, but our main revenue from that from those songs were coming from radio spins. You know what yeah. I mean? So we, we were getting we were getting the, the play like the price per spin. I couldn't tell you that. I don't know. Uh, well, what we, was it back then? I, I can't remember, but I know it was, we was getting checks. We I think that shit nice, like six dollars or it, something we, we, for we, radio. We was getting yeah. we was getting nice checks. I mean, obviously we had to split it between all the writers right. uh, of the song, but we um that's how we did it. And then Ooh. but we didn't really start but most of the money at that time because the streaming was brand new right. it was like super new um youtube was super new videos i mean you were making videos for bt right. mtv that was your hope your goal C- CM- cmc right that's what it's called remember the little local radio uh, television channel out here i think it was called so you were making videos to get played so we were doing that i think we shot our first video we got played on mtv and the songs start propelling, and then we got we ended That's up getting wild. a um, a deal. You know what I mean? Through um, Ryko Warner Brothers, uh, and then they then they funded us. They gave us a nice little check, and then we came up with our next song, "Bang It." You know what I mean? They was like, "We need another radio song," so uh, we came up with another one, and then they distributed that album. Which one was that? When they play that shit so, in, in the, the club, club they bang, bang it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wow. Yeah. So that was under under Warner. That was under Ryko Warner. Mm. Yep. Yep. So that was, um, you know, they gave us a little budget to push it and promote it. Um, and it was a lot, we, we learned a lot from then from the first record. What is it to, um, to bang it? Because what is it literally was like, I was telling you that was out the mud. Like literally we pressed those CDs up. Mm. I want to say the first round we did 2000 CDs or a thousand CDs. We pressed them up. I put them in the back of the truck, kept Jeez. them in my mom's garage. And um, we drove around out here to Vallejo. We drove all the way from, I want to say, San Jose to Santa Rosa. Yeah. Put them in the stores. And by that time, our song is buzzing. So they, a lot of places would just buy them up front. They was like, look, we need Jeez. we need 300 up front. How, how much you going to pay? Jeez. We'll sell them. You know, if they if they get more than like 200, we'll sell them for like six, six, seven dollars mm-hmm. a, a CD. And then they would sell them, turn around seven for 15, 12 dollars. Right. You know what I mean? And so we would take, you know, we was getting some nice checks. And then we doing shows, you know, in the Bay Area. Right. So shows was was probably the most. How was that coming through then? Like, uh, like the booking, did y'all have a booking agency or were y'all still rocking? (laughs) Just through the the Yahoo mail, through the AOL? It was still, (laughs) it was just through the Bay Area. It was, no, it was MySpace. MySpace. It was MySpace. Yeah, it was MySpace. It was through MySpace. Fools would just hit you up like, yo, I want to hit you lock. Can can y'all come do a show at uh, San Francisco at, you know, Club Base? Or can y'all come to City Nights? You know what I mean? Right. Whatever those clubs was at the time. And um, you would just, and it would be up and down. But eventually, let me stop lying. So when things start popping off more, we did end up getting like little, um, agents or people that would be like okay we're gonna book you shows in vegas book you right. shows in la and stuff like that and so we start getting that type of oh, stuff i hate it here hey it's real it's no, real yeah
Okay, yeah. So yeah, so yes. Yes to all of that. So um they did have a whole it was a small team, you know what I mean? Because it was like I said, it was a subsidiary of Warner. Like a JV. Yeah, yeah. So it was like so um they so they gave us a budget. I forget how much it was. It wasn't who's, who's over Rico, by the way. At that time, we were dealing with a, a gentleman by the name of Neil Levine. Hmm. So Neil Levine was the guy over there. He actually flew out. Let me tell you a little story. Let me give you a little bit Come of game. On. Our record. See, we skipping steps. Our record. Our first frontline record was moving units independently. Like I said, no distribution, nothing. Hmm. People, but. At that time, in order to get like in the big stores like the Best Buys and the FYEs and Targets, all that kind of stuff, you had to have a distributor. They wouldn't take in them. So we were strictly going through like Amoeba, Rasputin's, mm -hmm. small places out here. I forget whatever right. record they had out here. Uh, Fairfield, Sacramento. But people was calling like, you know, the, the main stores like, yo. So one day I get a call from um, Violet Brown, who was the head of Universal music distribution or something at that time or whatever it was she was just like hey i'm looking for frontline i was like yeah this is him how did you i guess she got the number from somebody at the record store and was like yo we've been looking for y'all we need to get y'all record you know what's going on with this record i was like yeah we she's like okay then she connected us is like i want you to talk to this guy and then that was neil huh. levine and then he ended up signing us um said he well before he signed us he said i want to come out and see what y'all doing so right. we had our record release show which is um uh, matter of fact, I want to say it was that we had two record releases. We had one in San Francisco, one in Forty used to have a club called the Ambassadors Club in San Jose. Of so he came to one of the he came to one of those shows and he saw how cracking it was. He's like, "Yo, y'all got this shit lit out here." So he signed us. Was like, "Look, we want to do a deal." He gave us some upfront money to help us like remaster, remix the songs, right. makes a couple new songs, and he said, "We we need another song that's gonna really go for radio." And then that's when we came with the bangers. So, and then they were supposed to do some marketing and they, and they pay like, um, I want to say the most of the marketing money, we shot a video, which was like our first video. And, um, they also pay for radio promotions. All, all the money went into radio promotions, right. especially back then. Like we going to do everything we can right. to go into radio promotion. So I want to say majority of the, the marketing budget went into the radio promotion, man. Different. It so different. when when you uh, when nobody you, was even talking about digital streams. Right. <laughs> it existed, so but nobody. When was you moved about. to the digital landscape, who did you go like? What distributor? Gazi was Gazi. the first person, we, but it wasn't Empire then. I think he was. Um, it was even before Ingroove. It was before Ingroove, wow. bro. It was. It was when he was with another company, and then he yeah. So whatever he was at the very first thing, I think we went through him. I think the the front line first. The, our albums are still. The, our second album. So after we did the deal with Ryko, they folded. The label, mm. the label folded, or whatever record label that was, they were over. It folded, and then we did our next album, Independent, and that's when we end up. We went back to the trunk, right. and digitally, we let Gazi um, distribute it. What happens when a label folds and you're signed to them? You just you call one day and it's just like oh they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the masters. Oh, the mat is still there. It's still through Warner Brothers. Yeah, oh. it's still through Warner. And they and look, they did some cool things too. They got us like on some movie soundtracks and stuff mm. like that. So you got those little things, and I still get you know you still get those publishing yeah. checks. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you still I, recouping on that? That's a good question. No. So we do. 
I was, you know what? I have to go back and look because I still do get little checks. Right. So I, I guess we 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 in the well, black yeah, now. Well, yeah, if you getting the check, man, you can't. Because they didn't. Scoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't spend that much money. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't like the That's it, the advance though, back then was probably like I don't know, one hundred eighty thousand dollars or something. Like I said, it was a small split deal between two. Yes, yeah, split between the uh, when Ski was the production company. Mm. So EA Ski was our production company. Mm. For those of you who don't know, like when you sign a deal with the label. 99% of the time, they're not going to just pay the artist. They're going to pay the, they're going to want to go through a, a, um, a production company. So if you are your own production company, great. But if right. you're not, then that means they're going to pay the production company and the production company is responsible for distributing the funds to the artists and whoever signed to the company. You know what I mean? Hmm. So a lot of times when people are signing deals, they're really signing to a production company because huh. the production company has like an infrastructure or something. Somebody they trust the, the label, trust right. them. They have a track his uh, a track record. Right. You know. So, um, have you? What is your experience like with the industry? Is it is it positive, negative, or? You know what? I'm just a positive type of person. So I look at everything from a positive. I look at it all as a learning experience. You mm -hmm. know. Um, so I've seen. I just, because I've been in it and I've been doing it for a while, I've seen the mistakes that I've made, that other people have made. I've had situations where people have offered me deals and different things um, from frontline all the way to solo stuff. I would say like every year I get somebody, somebody like, hey, because I have a, you know, you have a history, you have right. a track record, you right. have these things. So people come out, but I'm, you know, I've been in the game, so I have a little bit more wisdom to where. I just be like, nah, I can I know where this is going. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I know I, I know what this deal really means. Like right. I'm not signing for no seven albums or right. nothing right. like that. And not saying deals are bad because they're not, if it's the right deal Very for where you're at. Right. right. You know, if, if you know, I've seen you talk about that. So yeah. Yeah, and that's really like the perspective that right initially it's like the bad guys and the things until you realize that, you know, a deal is just the right deal is great. It's no, yeah. I mean, we're all in some form of a deal with something. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just all about when you start getting into those where people are investing a lot of money in you, you mm -hmm. as an artist have to be aware of what you're, you're getting yourself into. Like I've right? never, I've never been in a bad deal. Like I signed a deal with a production That's company dope. probably about once I started doing my solo stuff, I end up like, I'll give you an example. I signed a deal with Dame Dash. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Back in, I want to say 2011. I didn't know that. I, yeah, so I, I was working with Ski Beats. I flew out to New York and I was working with Ski Beats, who's a, you know, he produced Jay-Z's first album, yeah, basically. Legendary. legendary. So I was like, yo, I'm excited. We went out there, we recorded a couple songs. He's like, yo, bro, we gotta do a whole project. He played it to Dame. Dame was like, yo, let's do this. Mm -hmm. So we sh we signed a joint 50-50 uh, deal, you so, know? Um, I went out there, they recorded everything, and you know, and we did the deal with four albums. There's nothing wrong with that, you know what I mean? Um, I signed another deal with a production company and it was a 360 deal and people are so terrified of 360, but it's, it's about how you do it. Right. So I, I did it for a certain amount of time. Um, I ended up signing with a production company and I'll just say it was with a basketball player, Amari Stoudemire for the New York Knicks. So he was interested in my music and he, you know, I flew out to New York. I recorded a whole project in his like penthouse studio. Right. It was super dope. And we was like, look, we're going to do this project. We're going to see where it takes us. We're going to do this. Um, and we actually had deals on the table. But me, I eventually I was I understood. I was like, you know what? 
these deals aren't specifically the best deal. You know, I didn't want to be in this deal and then be locked in another deal where it continues to go because if I'm signed to this production company and I'm signed to these people and they're signed to another person, now you're like in a three, four party deal. And by the time, so, you know, you just have to be, you just gotta be strategic. Now I'm not saying it can't work for anybody, but for me, I was just like, you know what, where I'm at in my life, I'm, I need to get some money now, right. you know what I mean? So right. I figured I'll just finish out this deal and then I'll take it and learn it and take it to the next step. You know? Man, you know, I recently came to the the consensus that like 360 deals aren't like bad. It's like mm -hmm. that's actually how people grow companies, yeah. right? You give someone a stake in several things that's making revenue. But now I've even learned even more to break that down instead of doing a 360 with one company, separate all them things, separate touring, separate merch, separate music. Yeah. You can go do a touring deal Separate, separate completely with absolutely. whoever's great at touring instead of giving it to one music company you absolutely, absolutely same with merch you go partner with someone who really does merch, merch and do that deal separately then you have your music and whatever ancillaries you build around it but yeah 360s mm -hmm. is definitely to build a company it's, a deal. it's smart if you could find the right people and I, yeah i don't regret it because it got me exposure it got me to it got me into other rooms and right. other situations to open doors so I can learn even more. Right. You know, so it just all depends on how you how you utilize it. It's yeah. dope to see you making content. Like that was one of the, the joys today, being in the car and like yeah, you setting up cameras and you setting up audio. Yeah. You're making content mm -hmm. today. What yeah. what's like the uh what's the push to like still go? Still yeah. go. Well, I, I mean, I just love music. I love the art. Right. You know, when I see, like, first of all, I love creating the art. When I see individuals like yourself that are something that I actually like, like, I'm like, yo, I like what he's doing and I like what I'm hearing. I like how it resonates with me. It motivates me even more, but I just love making music. I'm an artist, you know? Right. I'm also smart enough to handle my business in a way where I'm like, okay, you know what? You said it when we were talking earlier. It's like, look, if you have a talent, if you say you're a rapper, nigga, rap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there's really no way, there's really nothing to stop there's you. nothing. You got to go out there and create it. Like, I was like, okay, you know, we set it up, boom, it's easy. We go out, we do the lock lift, we create the content, right. we keep it moving, whether it's in a car, whether it's like you on top of your roof, you know, you create the content, and <clears throat> if it's dope, it's going to resonate with people. And to me, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that I thought was dope, and I was telling you this earlier when I came by the pergola, was that when you guys were dropping this game on these free, free um, on these free game Fridays, I was like, I had did Locklift before, and it did, and it always did well whenever I would repost it on social mm -hmm. media. But when you guys were explaining it, it kind of validated something in me that I had questions about. I was like, should I do this shit or should I be mm -hmm. doing this? You know, because sometimes as artists we have so many ideas. Right. And I was like, well, what should I focus on more? And I was like, well, the algorithm, the people are telling me what what it to focus on. Worked. It's already working. Why am I trying to go against that, create it, and focus on it? So I was like, you know what? The next album or the next projects I do, I'm going to just do a lock lift for every song. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it in different ways. Mm -hmm. I'm going to record them. I, you know, I'm going to create on. content in different ways. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to invite artists. <clears throat> Why don't I bring artists in and be like, all right, let me, I got these collaborations with all these dope artists that I know. They can do this shit. Why don't right. incorporate them? So I was watching the, you know, the information y'all gave, and I kind of followed it, 
and my shit start going viral. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm looking, I'm like, I'm like, hey, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, hey, they speaking some real shit. So I start posting. Next thing I know, I'm seeing 500,000, 700,000. Right. TikTok. You know, somebody that's been in the game for a minute, I was like, right. man, this old TikTok not shit. And then my me. other homie, I'm not gonna lie, I gotta get my homie Echo, who's out in Vegas. He's a dope independent artist. His shit was going crazy on TikTok. He was like, bruh, you need to utilize TikTok. I was like, man, I don't know what to post. He's like, bruh. Nigga, rap. Rap. He's like, <laughs> post it. She's like, the same shit you doing. You just gotta, you know, format it for TikTok. Just check. So I was like, you know what? That's even more, that, that's, that gives me more motivation. Like, I'm about to do this lock lift shit. Yeah. And I did it, I mean, TikTok, the algorithm going crazy. The first video I post on there, two million views. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm doing all kind of different shit. I was doing the 49er raps. Right. I don't know if you've seen that. I basically was just like with a phone in front of my car after every 49er game, because I'm a huge 49er fan. Mm. I started doing freestyles about the game, right? Leading up to the next game. That shit starts going viral. I think the last one I did was their last game. It went viral on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, too. And I'm starting, I'm like, then the 49ers hit me. Like, right. hey, we want you to do the official song for the 2023 See? season. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so hey. all these things is coming from doing what you love. Rapping. 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 And just putting it out there. Hey. Stop being, you know what I mean? Ain't it, ain't it crazy how, like, you could spend years questioning and wondering, like, what? What do I need to What is it I need bro, to do? You got to get out there and do it, bro. It's like the one thing you do that you love to do, right? right? But you right. have to do it. And I'm doing the shit. I'm like, man, is this stupid? I'm like, I'm making, but I'm like, look, nigga, you watching the games anyway. Why not utilize your skill set? If you have time to consume content, then you have time to make content. Absolutely. There's no way you could sit and watch a whole game, but Facts. you couldn't make a piece You couldn't of make content. a content. Facts. Right. <laughs> right. That's bro, sometimes that shit matters more than the content itself. We had met these uh people yesterday. They were doing an interview, Central Valley Podcast. Okay. And they just had a great spirit. And I was telling them, like, bro, that's gonna be further than any interview you do. Like, people just love you when yeah. that energy is there. Like you say, you love the Niners. So mm -hmm. that pours out into it. Like, man, Absolutely. when you do what you love to do, is the that's it's the easy. way. That's the it way. Becomes e it you becomes don't have to start easy. thinking. You ain't gotta learn how to do the newest dance. No. <laughs> Niggas on Bruh. there. See, that's what that's what I was telling niggas, cause I be talk I be talking to some of my homies, you know, and they be like, man, TikTok, man, you ain't down with be doing no dance and shit. I'm like, dude, you ain't gotta do that. You ain't gotta dance. Just do at what all. you do, figure out what you do. It's the same shit. And people will gravitate. If you love it, somebody else probably love it. Mm -hmm. So you know what I mean? Let them come in, they'll come and find you with it. Are you putting uh, all of this stuff on streaming? Yeah, absolutely. Hell mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Well, well, do you, are you still destroying through Empire? No, no, no. So I, I work with another company um, out of New York Foundation Media. You Foundation, know what I'm saying? Yep, I've had yep. a nice little relationship with them. They kind of, you know, helped me with certain things. So yeah, it's been, it's been easy. Yeah. Dope, dope. You Have you done a distro deal like with him, with Foundation? Yeah, that's what I'm working with now. Tight, yeah, tight, tight. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I fuck yeah. with distro deals. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's I easy. Like and it's, it's look, it's non-exclusive. I've done other deals. I went and did out. I've done projects with other little record labels. I've done exactly. other things separate with other artists. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's I easy. think that for every artist that your basis, before you even go do the big deal, get a distro deal, a non-exclusive, yeah. where you could just drop your shit 
on the side and that's a great building block because you could go through the one-offs but it's like you always got this and like the distros are becoming so equipped now mm-hmm. in advance that they have the paper to give you and if they don't they got the resource they to, the to resource. at least get you to the paper you feel me yeah for sure hell non-exclusive. yeah non-exclusive, non-exclusive yeah. is the important hey nah the game important the ga- part. unless yeah the game is so diverse now so many different platforms people i mean they got to understand unless they put serious serious <clears throat> excuse me serious right. bread in front of you then why would you, you know what I mean, lock yourself down into and one thing? Bro, that was my biggest thing early on, getting offers. And I used to tell my pops all the time, like, bro, I'm not trying to do three, four, five albums with nobody. Yeah. Like, we should be able to start with one. It's kind of interesting how this yeah. industry refuses to do one sometimes. Mm-hmm. They're like, nah, nigga, <laughs> we need you for the next 10 you years know, of your I life. Know. People should understand. People should understand that. Yeah, they should understand because the game is just different now. It's not like it was even ten years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years. It's like it's different because there's so many ways to release your content, your music. I mean, you could be making music, but then you do something totally different on on social media. Like, so right. all these things are right. viable to your brand. Mm-hmm. So re- l- labels they understand that unless they're gonna come with a you know, a super big bag or a super deal like that, then, you know, artists are, you better off staying independent, non-exclusive. You can take your music to, you know, wherever you go, distro kids, CD baby, whatever, do a right. distro deal with one of these distribute, whatever you want to do. Have you seen like the major label system change very much since, I mean, cause you were in it very early when mm-hmm. they were still pressing vinyls to yeah. now. I, I haven't really dealt with any major labels since probably like 2017, 2018. That was, you know, since then social media, you know, it's changing every year now. But essentially, I know people who work in the industry. They they know. I mean, they know how to. I think their marketing and their advertising has had to change because of, you know, people consume music. Like people are listening to music just on their phone. From that's how they right. discover music is through social media. Right. You know, it's not through blogs. I mean, SoundCloud, maybe a little bit, but, you know, people are discovering music through social media. You know, that's the way they, and word of mouth. So they've they've had to adjust to that. They know how to use the algorithms. They know how to use the commercials within the, you know, sponsors. So they're, you know, they're trying to utilize that, but the shit is changing. I mean, the things that artists are doing is what's setting the pace for everything exactly. you know because they're finding something new every time like we got to do this we got to do you that could, you could always tell when an artist is being free and doing what they want to do and the label is just getting behind them and then you could tell those artists that the label is like feeding characters to that's like you, you, try this you know what try I, you, this, you know what you i know? think they're gonna do and this is just stuff that i've kind of heard people say i think what's gonna happen is the major labels are gonna partner with the platforms the social media platforms or the social media platforms are already starting to create their own streaming. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Instagram, Facebook, right. TikTok, and then they're going to have to compete with that. They're going to have TikTok to integrate. TikTok was actually doing um, yeah. deals, right? That's they, what I'm they saying. They created a distrib- a Don't be surprised. In, in some ways, Yeah. Or just play it in the background or something. They know how to monetize. They know how to monetize the screen time with people and how to leverage these 
money. And I think that they can't really buy the platform as uh, much as they want to. Because yeah. The only reason why the platform is powerful is because the users aren't. They're gonna have. So I feel have like. They're going to have to make cut deals right. with them or yeah. some kind but of deals the, with the them. The influencers are houses, right? If you can't buy a city, you buy a bunch of real estate. Exactly. And uh-huh. that's what they that's do. What they yeah, do. that's what they've been doing. Yep. Right. They don't need the platform. Yeah, yeah, they got the influencers. They, yeah. Bruh, I've really figured, like, and the labels are, I mean, they, the, but they know it. Like, when you got the paper, mm-hmm. You won. Yeah. Like, like, just like people look at my growth and they're like, bro, that shit is so fast. And it's like, that's because I'm exceptional and I've had the paper to, mm-hmm. to, to, to put to, into to the put into When it. you got it abundantly, Come on. bro, if I had a label budget, I'd be the <laughs> Like, you can't even, the amount of ads I run now is crazy, but it's yeah. like, they're able to do 100, 200, 300,000 on one piece. Well, like, see, but look, and I'm, I'm going to uh, sh- show you how that worked. So the difference was back then, and they still do it now. They did it with radio. Mm-hmm. That's how you use. It. That's how. That's how you break an artist. Like, why is this artist? Why is this artist blowing up? Why is this song like? It may not even be researching well. Right. But if the label put enough money behind it, it's they will break well. that artist. <laughs> it's going. It's going right. break. Now they do it with social media. Now you know what I mean. So it's just like so they got. Imagine how much money they got compared to what independent, even the most popping independent artist. Bro, has. and that's the thing. Like when you got the paper. You don't even have to be exceptional. You yeah. can break anything with the pay because you could give it the exposure, mm-hmm. right? And there's enough people in the world to love everything. So if you get it to have enough exposure, you won. Like that—that's the shit. Honestly, that's the fucking. Sometimes I feel like that's what happened to the quality of music. Sure. It was just that they had enough paper to push anything, mm-hmm. and it's like, like Whatever you said, there's like. enough people in the world to like everything. So yeah. there's gonna be at least a small percentage who's playing it, and mm-hmm. now it's. Do you advertise? Like with yeah, so of, I, do you run so, ads? So that's actually something I was going to ask you about. You know what I mean? Because that I, that's one of the things that I've dabbled in it and I've seen it work a little bit, but I haven't went all the way in on it because so the, a few of the lock lips, I would say at least five or six of them have went viral just organically. You know what I'm saying? Like, so <laughs> that's what I was about to ask you. So I, some of them like, but but there's an art to these to that fucking ads, dude. How you pay for it? Because one time I did it, like it wasn't a lock lift, it was a freestyle. Mm-hmm. I had a freestyle that was like uh, from like Sway, you know what I'm saying? And it was just going viral. I'm like, what is this shit? It just hit an algorithm, you know? And it was it got like damn near a million. And then I was like, I'm gonna put some money behind it, but I didn't really see nothing. But then I was talking to my boy. He was like, Nah, if you see something going like that, you got to put way more money behind it. If something is already organically getting five hundred thousand, you got to put. You can't be scared, right? I just told. Um, we have an artist we've been working with named Tish Hyman, incredible mm-hmm. human. She got a song called Lucky that yeah. we've helped break. It's just been going viral mm-hmm. organically. And mm-hmm. I told her, I said, Bruh, it's already working. If it got to two million, three million with zero dollars. You have to pour in. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you go into some of them ads and you just throw a 10 or 20 trying to see how it goes, sometimes you, you're it's not like, going to get nothing. It's like you're not serious. <laughs> you, you feel get, me? You, like, it's not going to get you, nothing. You really, you, you, you choosing where you want your commercial to play. Yeah. When you put that amount in, it's like where you want your commercial to play. You yeah. want it in, in rickshaw, Chinese yeah, yeah, shop, yeah. or you want that shit everywhere. So sometimes you got to go. Once you get the targeting, mm-hmm. like Instagram, I love because. 
they already know your demographic and your following. Yeah. So they have a, a an option to just automatically target. I just yeah. use that and hammer and it let in. Them, okay. Unless I'm promoting a specific thing, but for content, uh-huh. I use that and hammer it in, and it goes every single time. Okay. But yeah, ads. What about other platforms? Are you are you utilizing ads on other platforms? I don't. Uh, YouTube, YouTube, too. but I don't really advertise on any other platform. Not on but TikTok. We sh- no, yeah, and okay. but we should because yeah. anywhere is happening. I heard, and I heard it's much cheaper too on TikTok. I heard mm. it's cheaper. Yes. It's one of the cheapest ones of all the platforms because they just allow it to go uh, more places. Right. It's all cheap for the yield you get. Mm-hmm. Like when you get down to the point where if I can get a fan who's gonna spend money with me for the next ten years mm-hmm. in exchange for. 20 cent, 30 cent, 40 cent, 50 cent. I don't care if I paid a dollar for that nigga. Because he buy one t-shirt and I want it back. You feel me? So it's all it's all a worthy spin. You mm-hmm. feel me? For marketing. Like, any artists out there, you should be advertising your shit. If it's going viral already, it's only going to do better with the paper behind it. Especially if you could find things to connect Let to. Let me it. ask you this. Since we're talking about that, here's another thing I wanted to ask you as far as the ads. If something is growing organically, Let's just say it ain't hit a million yet, but it's getting like 600,000, 700,000. Have you ever noticed if you put ads behind it, it stops the organic growth and then it's only the ad? And then yep. I would just tell her now. Deal with, yeah, how do now you deal with that? I'll let posts go for about a week. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of each week, I'll go through and see what they're well, and then I'll add the ad. Okay. I let it go. So once it already de- made it organic, go as far right? as it can organically till it start kind of slowing. And then I hit the ad. Have you ever seen this? Have you ever had a post? Because I just seen this. This is my first time seeing this. I had a post of Locklip and it got like a got two million, right? And I was like, oh shit, this is crazy. Organic. That was like a month ago or so, right? And then like like a week a week ago, it hit like another. I ain't put no money behind it. Then it got like another hundred thousand. It started doing mm-hmm. again. I'm just like, it just hit organic. So I'm just like. This might be the time to run an run an ad or something because it's kind of getting the yeah. Because that spark could come from like sometimes somebody else will post it mm-hmm. and then that spark creates and it leads everybody back. Like mm-hmm. when I had went viral early, mm-hmm. I'd have a moment where I go crazy, it'll start slowing. Then Charlemagne will post and, it mm-hmm. like, and then it, the then it, then it turn again, up again, right? So yeah, I would I would allow it to get as much organic as possible and then run the ad and then okay. from there just kind of. It's going to keep coming as it should, but definitely, I think once you run an ad, it does kind of hinder the organic reach. So, mm. yeah, I'll, I'll be okay. waiting. I, know, I noticed that. That's, yeah. that's, that's the thing I know. So, you got to kind of wait and see what it does and then get behind it. I mean, or you can activate it instantly because I even think the ad reach is a is is as comparable because the ad reach is specific. Yes. Right? Like the organic reach, it could be a nigga on the explore page yeah, yeah, scrolling yeah. and he don't even really like it shit. He just went past it. Yeah, yeah. But the ad reach is people that fit that this specific yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so 10 know. ad reaches could be better than a thousand views Facts. that came from the explore page who didn't really fuck with you. That's them 10 point. might be buying a t-shirt because they actually It's targeting those people It's targeted, right? So it's still worth the same. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. Hey, man, this was a good episode of Free Game, man. We got Locksmith here. Episode 20. We had to come back. Please send in your questions, man. We starting this series back up. It's time. Splash behind the camera. Chow behind the camera. Locksmith as our special guest. Me, T, the game, free. Yeah.